answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Welcome, everybody. We have a great show today on the subject of homeopathy and how it's such an essential tool in healing the many symptoms of autism. My guest today is Mary Coyle. And Mary, before and during pregnancy, Mary worked as an account manager in a pest management firm. After her son was diagnosed with ASD, she believed the chemically toxic work environment acted as a primary agent in his diagnosis. His most remarkable progress began when instituting a homeopathic detoxification program based upon the principles of homeotoxicology developed by German physician Hans Heydrich Rockwig. Rockwig, sorry. <laughs> in 2000, uh, Mary obtained a diploma in homeopathy, which is awesome, and she now has canceled families of many, many families with ASD children and how to utilize a low-potency homeopathic detoxification program to remove uh, toxic body burden. Mary also has opened up a full-service alternative biochemical-type treatment center in New York, which we're anxious to hear about. Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. Thank you for having me. I, I'm I, I, in a little bit of a background. Um, I had the pleasure of getting to meet you at last Autism One conference, which mm-hmm. everybody's listening. I hope you're signed up for the wonderful one that we have coming up this Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, we had the pleasure of um, my husband and you were on the same panel together, and I had just a tremendous amount of respect for you because um, you know it's it's very easy in the bio chemical world of, of autism to get kind of, um, you know, poo-pooed by, by the traditional doctors that this, this is uh, something that would actually be considered to be an important remedy. And uh, so I think what I'd like to first have you do is talk about your own personal story because I think your story is so revel- relevant to helping others identify with why homeopathy is such a vital tool in healing. Sure. Um, my son is now 15 and a half years old. And so when he was diagnosed in, it was around 1993, uh, there wasn't a lot of options out there for him. And this is even before the Dan doctors came around. And um, we had run some tests and saw that he had a lot of fungus and yeast and parasites and he had a really poor immune panel. And, um, you know, I was going around from doctor to doctor all over the, really the United States. And we went up to Boston. We're in New York City, but we went up there and we did gamma globulin and we did um, nystatin. And every time we, we were kind of keeping track of those tests to see how things were shifting, it, it, you know, when you don't really know what you're, what you're doing, those lab tests seem to be the only thing that you feel are, is navigating you. Mm-hmm. And when we did the... Um, food allergy test, that was um, particularly disheartening because every time we would find the foods that he wasn't allergic to and then he started then eating those foods, six months later, sure enough, he was allergic to those foods too. Right. 
And then when we do the, um, some of the biochemical lab work, we would see that he might be low in calcium and high in uh, magnesium. So then we would switch things around, and the next thing he, we would know six months later, he's you know, high on calcium and low on magnesium. So you could clearly see that things weren't being broken down very well. And right. My husband and I were kid around that their, his, his urine was the most expensive urine <laughs> in town, and we should just bottle it and resell it because he's not breaking it down. <laughs> exactly. I understand that. So when did the change come? So what happened was I was talking and working with um, Dr. Lombard, who also works with a lot of Parkinson's and ALS patients, and he had mentioned that a lot of these autistic kids have a mitochondrial dysfunction. And, of course, I'm trying to get to the etiology of, okay, what's going on here? Because I can't keep plugging in a vitamin for everything he's low or high on and, and a supplement. And we were up to about 40, 50 vitamins a day, and he's only weighing probably 35, 40 pounds. And wow. In the back of your head, you're just thinking, ugh, what am I doing here? His liver, his liver. And um, he had talked about an article that he had read from Dr. Nancy Minshew on, I think it was um, cellular or brain metabolism, and that a lot of the kids didn't weren't getting enough ATP um, for brain function, that they had really low glucose and oxygen. And, of course, you know, ATP, I remember from eighth grade biology, and I thought, well, that makes sense. We're getting deeper and deeper. Okay, so energy. They don't have enough cellular energy. And um, I was writing into different newsletters and receiving tons of stuff in the mail. Um, this is right when the Internet was coming out. And in the DDR, the Developmental Delayed Registry, they had a little um, blurb. It was an advertisement that said, I think that post-vaccination Toxicity is responsible for PDD NOS, and mm-hmm. I have some homeopath or homeovitic. That's how he phrased it. Homeovitic formulations that will restore the active, the, that will remove these toxicities without negatively impacting the active immunity. And I really like that last part, not negatively impacting the active immunity, because I knew that all the other things I was doing there were sure. these side effects. So um, I called up. HVS Labs and talked to Dr. Kratz who developed the products and I said you know I work in the pesticide um, industry and I have a feeling that it isn't just vaccines that could potentially be the problem, it could also be chemicals and heavy metals and he said well absolutely I agree with you too and that I have formulations that are going to address all those things and he had sent me then um, the ingredients in his his homeovitic cellular support product called Biosode I didn't know what they were at the time. You know, I was just, you know, shopping around and I didn't really know what I was doing. But I brought it up to Dr. Lombard. And the ingredients included glutathione, um, acylopoic mm-hmm. acid, ATP. And I remember we were talking about ATP as being sort of the thing that the kids didn't have. And it also had SAMI and it also had a lot of um, um, enzymes and whatever in it. But I didn't know that homeovitics meant homeopathy because if I did know, I believe me, I would have never done it. I mean, really? I, yeah, my dad's an MD and my grandpa. Oh, there's <laughs> enough said. <laughs> you couldn't say chiropractor without backing it up with the word quack when you're sitting at our dinner table. <laughs> 
Wow. Oh, this this story is getting more and more fascinating as we go on. So so please keep going. I'm enjoying this. So we, we get the bottle of biosode, and I give it to my son. And you know how the parents, I mean, the parents were all just looking at our kids with abated breath thinking, did it help, did it not help, did it help? Right. And, you know, it is cellular energy. It's on a homeopathic level, and it just kind of put a little bit of a spark into my son. And I just felt like he was looking at me a little bit longer. Just any something that only a right. uh, you know a, a hypo react, hyper reactive parent would see. So then, well, you know, people because people think if it's not a magic bullet, you know, it, then it's not working. You know, if it's not like boom, all of a sudden there's a big you know um, volcano that goes off of, of, of language and all these things that it doesn't work. But people don't understand when you're working at the at the cellular level that you can't really unzip and see what's happening inside, but it is doing right. something. Right, and you have to know what to look for. I mean, you're right. You can't have a child that's nonverbal to all of a sudden, you know, telling you that he loves the color of your dress. Right. You know, there's, you know, there's certain things you have to to look for to know that things are working. And so I had I had bullied a couple of the other mothers who have kids that were um, my son's age into doing this program. And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, they were calling me back saying, "Yeah, we think there's something to this. We think that the kids are a little bit more on with this product." And so um, I called Dr. Kratz, and I said, okay, I want to, you know, continue with this program. Let's detox my son. And he said, well, you know, I'm just a manufacturer. I, I have a background in um, pharmacy, so you really should work with a practitioner on this. And he gave me Dr. Greg Ellis's uh, name and number in Pennsylvania. And so I went down to see him with my son, and, you know, he was working out of his home, and he looks like Doth Lundgren, I mean, now, now I think he's almost pushing 60 and he looks 40. I mean, you know, in his workout outfit. He's like a telephone booth with a head on it. I mean, this guy is just pure muscle. I'm <laughs> thinking, what the heck am I doing in Amish country with this guy? So, um, but, you know, I had also uh, done a lot of research on toxicology because we, in my company, we do indoor air testing. And I would run across, you know, what happens when you breathe in heavy metals, what happens when you breathe in chemicals. I'm thinking, gosh, the reactions are a lot like autism with some of these um, uh, people where you get brain dysfunction and, um, you know, low energy and hypoglycemia and depression. Um, you know, everything's, of course, based on a 150-pound male, but I did see similarities with my son at that point. And I wasn't able to find one MD that really had their head wrapped around how the environment's affecting a small child, especially what potentially could have happened when um, my son was developing in utero. I mean, I really wasn't getting any answers on that. And I went down there and I started just sort of pummeling the poor guy with all these questions on toxicology, and he just nailed every single question. Cool. And I thought, wow, I found him. You know, I found a guy that really understands the environment and um, human development. And so he himself had had a brain tumor, and he had done a lot of research on how to get himself well, and that's how he came across these HPS Lab products. And he had been working with them for a couple of years before he had met me, but he had never worked with an autistic child before. So um, we were really in new territory. And how old was your son at this time? At this time, he was almost five. Okay. And, he, you know, his level of functioning was, I want juice, I want milk. Um, he could state his desires. And he well, was and a 40-hour ABA program. And there's certainly no surprise that he hadn't worked for autism. I mean, at the, be- at 
at that time, that was 11 years ago, I mean, uh, the epidemic was, was barely at its surface. Right. I mean, and, and it genetic was what everybody was looking at, stealth right. viruses, that kind of thing. They weren't really looking at the environment. Right, right. And chelation wasn't even on the table then. No, no. And I think that in some ways I was blessed because it forced me to sure. figure this out and when um, chelation came down the pike, already my son was detoxing on this program for a couple of years, and we were keeping a, you know, an eye on his heavy metal excretion, and he was just dumping heavy metals like crazy. So then I thought, well, I'm, I'm more comfortable with a homeopathic program where it's more self-regulating. Nobody's ever died on homeopathy. Right. And um, his body's in control as opposed to maybe taking chelators and forcing a really compromised body to do something that it's really not able to do very well. And, you, you know, you worry about reuptake. You worry about kidney damage. There's a lot of things and tricky. And all very vitally, you need to be worried about those things. We're going to talk when we get back. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk more about how homeopathy could possibly be helpful for your own child or for yourself. We'll be right back with Mary Coyle. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn a Hatha Yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website, www.eomega.org. That's www.eomega.org. Or call us at 800-944-1001. That's 800-944-1001. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back. 
to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Welcome back. We are talking about the very important treatment program of homeopathy in the work in work working with homeopathy and autism, and my guest today is Mary Coyle, and we've been, um, I've been enjoying certainly her story about how she entered the world of homeopathy, which I think is a very interesting way that you entered, because I think a lot of people expect people that uh, do homeopathy to have been born a hippie, and... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and kind of raised in this kind of, as you were saying, like almost this Amish-type environment. And it's just so fascinating to me that your dad was an MD. So I, I'm, I want you to continue with your story, but please don't leave out the moment that you told your dad that homeopathy worked. <laughs> <laughs> I so, so continue on. Okay. Um, so when I had originally called Dr. Kratz from HVS Labs, and I said, do you think that this program is going to help a child with autism? Um, and he said, I, you know, I don't see why not. Um, we've never worked with a, ch- a child with autism, but, it, you know, it, it, he had basically found this program because when he was in his mid-30s, he was getting sick, and he knew as being a pharmacologist that all the symptoms he had, whether it was hypoglycemia, if it was depression, if it was sleep deprivation, you know, problems with um, circadian rhythms, that he knew what drug that the doctors would prescribe for all those things, and he really wanted to get to the etiology of it. And so he says, you know, the whole point of using like cures like to move the toxins out is to enable your own DNA repair enzymes, which are in all of us, to go in and clip out the mutations from the nucleotides that were uh, sequenced incorrectly, probably from all the damage done from our environment. And so you're enabling three million years of evolution to kind of work in your um, in, in the way of your body. I guess the self-healing mechanism is working at its optimal. But another thing that he also told me about um, was he told me to read Our Stolen Future, and that's written by Theo Colburn, and she's the senior scientist of the World Wildlife Fund. And the mm-hmm. foreword is by Al Gore, so it's a very mainstream book. But I had been reading a lot about toxicology. I'd read a lot about autism, and I think that book for me really put it together. And what it talks about in our wild, in a wildlife model is that the mother's thyroid is responsible for the orderly migration of the baby's neurons in utero. And the thyroid is very sensitive to chemical contaminants. And if it's exposed to an endocrine disruptor, that, and that can be anything, we're not even sure all the things out there that have endocrine disrupting abilities, but just a few of them are lead, PCBs, dioxins, certain pesticides, um, then that information from the thyroid hormone isn't going to go to the baby's neurons, and there are critical windows of development for the child. And so if that thyroid shut down, let's say the first three weeks of development, and it shut down for another three weeks, you're going to have a different picture of the baby once they're born than you would if your thyroid shut down potentially when you're six months pregnant um, or seven months pregnant. So... Again, they haven't done really, I don't think, any studies with humans, but there's a lot of information with the, with the animal models. So what happens is the offspring are born, and they're, they look normal, but one is that their energetic system is reduced because we're passing all these toxins down transgenerationally in utero, and also the neurons didn't migrate to the right sites of the brain. So I just always had this vision of my son, this big spider web and with all these holes in it. 
and that once we detoxed him and freed up those neurons, then you have to find the right therapies that kind of push those neurons where they need to go. Right, right. And, and, and I think that's why a lot of the kids were misdiagnosed earlier because you have some kids that are very sociable but have no language and some kids that have a lot of language but they're not sociable. And right. so it gives you, you have this gray picture of all these different kids in the spectrum but they all have ASD. Right, exactly. So the when I had that roadmap on what we were trying to accomplish, it, for the first time I felt like I was in control. Instead of before, I would give him this vitamin, he have this reaction. Or we would do the exact same food, the exact same vitamin one day, and then the next day when we, we replicated that model, he would be really hyper, he'd be really stimmy, or he'd be tantruming. Um, this time I knew. I mean, I would we would do a, a virus detox, and we're pulling viruses out, and he became exhausted or he was tantruming. I knew what was going on. And with the tantruming, I, I realized that the body is working, um, you know, extensively trying to pull, pull the toxins out and that he's hypoglycemic. And when you get be- normal blood sugars are between, you know, 60 and 120, if you go below 60, then y- your brain is going to start to suffer. And so we have all these fail-safe systems in our bodies to keep our blood sugar elevated. And so we count on our liver then to kick out glycogen. But as we all know, a lot of these kids' livers are really compromised. So then you have to rely on your adrenals to kick out sugar. So these kids are tantruming. That's what I found with my son. He would tantrum right when he woke up in the morning. You know, in the middle of the night, he would have night terrors. Uh, right when he got home from school, right before dinner. And right. instead of trying to do an ABA program um, with him, I realized I've got to get some sugar in him. So I give him a banana, or I give him a you know an organic hot dog, um, or an apple, and that seemed to do the trick. And then we worked on rebuilding his liver with um, botanicals and drainers and sarcodes. And as his liver started functioning better and better and better, then the tantrum started to go away. So you know, I think that the greatest gift I got from Dr. Kratz and Dr. Ellis is that it demystified autism. You know, these, none of these behaviors that the kids are doing, they're pathological. There's a biochemical reason behind all of them. And you can address those, you know. and, 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 you know, to hear you talk, Mary, and explain it that in a way really that I don't see how anybody could really argue those points. I mean, all of your points are so tremendously valid. And the biggest part that hits me the most is the lack of responsibility in the medical community towards our livers. I mean, the, the liver is just... It's like the beginning and ending of all detoxification, and yet it's completely disregarded. And like, like it doesn't really matter. And, and the, so many of the treatments nowadays, just nobody takes into account what is this doing to these kids' liver. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you know, you think about a pond that has too much sun on it, and it's gonna, and the pH is thrown off, and all these. The algae, all the algae grows. I look at these kids as having the same problem. You know, when their energetic system is compromised, they're going to have a lot of microbial overgrowth. They're going to have a lot of yeast, bacteria, viruses, because their endogenous um, ATP can't handle all that. Yes. And so if you keep using, um, you know, all the typical medical, you know, meds, 
to, you know, constantly on a day-to-day basis, sometimes on a, you know, going on for years, you just wonder, well, what system is going to break down after right. a while? Right. And my, my, one of the things you talked about was you didn't want to do the, the med option with all of the side effects. And my, my husband always says, they're not side effects, they're effects. They, <laughs> you know, they, they, it's like you can't customize where you want that drug to go to, to the fact where it's not going to affect other parts of the system. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that really frustrates us is, the piece with liver enzymes where where parents are reassured that liver enzymes are being monitored and they say, well, we'll look for an elevation. What they don't tell you is once there's a liver elevation in your enzymes, damage has already been done. Right. You know, it, and, and potentially irre, you know, irreparable damage has already been done. So just, just taking something that they, you know is harsh on the liver that is affecting the liver and just waiting it's like it seems like a strange game to play to wait to watch the damage get done and then to stop after it's been done. Right. Um, I know it's it's um it's like a tree that has fungus on it. You know, I, this is a, a great analogy. What and I talk to the parents about this all the time. If you have a, a tree with fungus and you use a fungicide and then you stop that fungicide, what happens? The fungus grows back. Sure. And a lot of times it grows back with the force, a vengeance. Yes. And then what are yes. you going to do now? You got to get That's a different fungicide. You got to use more fungicide. You treat again. You stop. What's going to happen next? You know, at what point do you stop the fungicide and you treat the tree to deal with its own fungus? And that is so so important. I just need to briefly touch then on the environment at this point because of the fact that. You 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 know more than anyone just how toxic our environment is, and I know a lot of parents like to think that the thimerosal and the vaccines was the beginning and end of their toxicity. It right. couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, right. the, the amount of mercury that's blown into our atmosphere every day and what we're getting from our food and the chemicals we're getting from our food and the antimony on our mattresses and the arsenic in our chicken and all these things we've talked about before on the show, mm-hmm. you know, this this is a daily occurrence of toxicity. And if we re, if we think, okay, we've got to get the thimerosal out, let's we don't care if we destroy the liver on the way out because then right. once it's out, everything's going to be okay. It's not okay unless you want to put your child in the bubble for the rest of their life. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, and, and now that the Internet's available to all of us, it does, you don't have to do too many um, Google searches to find out just how toxic everyone is. And yeah. That book uh, by Sherry Rogers, Detox or Die, uh, she said that um, the EPA did biopsy studies of chemicals stored in the fat of humans, and it showed 100% of the people studied had dioxin, PCBs, uh, xylene, styrene, 100%. And then, you know, you go back and you just think of um, what your OBGYN says when you're pregnant. I mean, for sure, you shouldn't smoke. You know, they tell you not to smoke, right? <laughs> they tell you not to drink alcohol, right? Right. Now they say don't don't eat, eat that tuna. You know, it's like okay, that's three. Now there are eighty thousand chemicals <laughs> on the shelf. Why are I we stopping there? <laughs> I love that, and that that's another piece too. With homeopathy, so much can be done prior 
to even um, to getting pregnant, and so much can be done while the baby's in utero as well. We have to take another break. When we get back, we'll be back with Mary Coyle talking about all the advantageous ways that homeopathy, homeopathy can be used. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. The true meaning of your dreams doesn't have to be a mystery. Join host Bob Haas, author and pioneer in dream science, to understand what your dreams mean and how they impact your daily life. Bob and his panel of experts from the International Association for the Study of Dreams will provide facts about dreams and discuss techniques of translating your own dreams and how you can use them for your mental and physical well-being. Dreamtime will further explore the research and science of dreaming and deliver a powerful comprehension of the function of dreaming. Listen live to Dreamtime with Bob Haas every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network and discover the science behind your dreams. Again, that's every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Good health is more than good medicine. Good health starts with good nutrition. On Designer Health with certified nutritionist, author, and host, Carol Simontachi, get back on the health track. Carol provides expert advice as your mom, your nutritionist, and your health coach. From eating your vegetables, the hows and whys of good food and meal preparation, to insight into nutritional supplements and tips to progress on the road to wellness. Designer Health with Carol Simontachi broadcasts each Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Designer Health. Achieve your personal health goals one step at a time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We are back wonderful Mary Coyle talking about homeopathy and all of its wonderful uses in treatments. Um, Mary, I, I need to, we need to start talking about the medical establishment because it's not something that I, I want to have passed um, from this conversation today okay. because of the fact that um, it is so feared by uh, mainstream traditional medicine and, and yet we're probably the only country that it is feared in. Uh, it's used mm-hmm. so so prominently throughout Europe and Australia and parts of Asia, and it's just, um, why are, well, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask to you anyway, why are doctors so fearful of this? Um, 
you know, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is is that, you know, they're allopathic doctors and they're working on opposites. So if you have a fungus infection, use an antifungal. And if you have a viral infection, use an antiviral. I mean, that's what they do. It's like, you know, going to a chiropractor is going to work on your back. You know, right. he shouldn't be working on your, you know, on your tongue. And so I think that it, it kind of throws them for a loop because they aren't exposed to it. They don't have any background in it. And I think that in their training, um, everything has to be sort of by the book or and anything outside of that is going to be fringe and even potentially quackery. And I have a friend that's an MD, and she's from Russia. And she says in Russia, getting your MD, you're the low man then on the totem pole. And that from then, you're, from there, you learn homeopathy, you learn other bioenergetic modalities, you mm-hmm. learn um, osteopathic work, you learn acupuncture. So I'm finding that a lot of the Russian and the German MDs have a much more well-rounded um, idea of uh, or concept of how the body heals. Uh, there's a guy named Dr. Tiller, and he's... Oh, I love Dr. Tiller. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. He is, yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah, yeah he's, he's amazing. Um, I saw him in, you know, that movie, What the, what the Bleep Do We Know. Yeah, I just yeah. read um, Lynn McTaggart's new book. She, you know, wrote The Field, and she just wrote the book. Right. The fabulous book, yes. The mm-hmm. Field is fabulous. And, and, then, and that's a good point. You know, let's bring up what the bleep do we know and down the rabbit hole. For those of you who really want to understand quantum physics, now John, my husband, is going to be speak, Dr. Hicks, is going to be speaking about quantum physics at Autism One. That's okay. going to be his, his topic. But um, to really understand, and, 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 and I think what the bleep do we know and down the rabbit hole, they just do so much to have people to people understanding and making sense of this all in very sim- simple, simple terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get that video. Um, I don't know if like things like Netflix or things rent it, but you can get it at their website, what the whatthebleep.com, and you can get information about that wonderful video to watch. So I'm sorry to interrupt you. But oh, no, you were that's talking okay. About no, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it is a good, um, you know, a, a quantum physics 101 if you're just getting started yeah. with this stuff. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, the Tiller model um, talks about, uh, you know, the level of healing, and he does a little chart. And it goes from subtle energy to bio... Uh, I think biomagnetic uh, fields to mm-hmm. biochemistry to mm-hmm. structure to function. And so ultimately you want to address all those issues so that you function better. That's your end result. And when you work with homeopathy, you're going really deep. You're going into that subtle energy level. But an MD that's trained from the doctors here is going to be jumping in at the biochemical level where you're mm-hmm. working with molecules. And anything below that in that energetic area, they just don't have any experience with. And I think that coupled with not getting a lot of information out on homeopathy, not a lot of studies done to just to even reinforce that it's an effective therapy, it's easy to just kind of forget about it and just kind of like, oh, I don't hear about it, I don't know anybody that does it. You know, it just doesn't really you know, get into my radar. And that's how I think that the American doctors view it. 
Well, there's also just not very much money to be made on it. That That's probably, uh, you know, a really big piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, you know, where, where are the American doctors getting their training? They're getting it from pharmaceutical companies. Right. I mean, e- even in the colleges, they're getting it from pharmaceutical companies, and pharmaceutical companies are sponsoring and, you know, really controlling a lot of the universities, the medical universities. Right. So it's, it's not a matter of an unbiased opinion anymore. And... You know, you're talking about what they're taught in Russia as a medical doctor. What they're taught, unfortunately, in the United States it, it involves way too much about ego, and it's it's just way too much about. It, you know, I can say this only because my husband is a doctor, <laughs> so I can get away with this. But I mean, it, a lot of it is about ego, and it's about if I didn't learn it in med school, then it's not worth learning. Or if I didn't, if I'm not learning it, you know, if I have to go out and learn it on my own, how valid could it potentially be? Mm-hmm. And I, I do understand that philosophy, and I, and I really do um, sympathize with the doctors in the fact that there are a lot of, you know. You know, crazy kind of schemes of getting well and things that people are making up and, you know, studies that are being falsified to make it look like certain supplements and vitamins are better than they are. And, and, and I, and I really can understand the fact that they don't know how to d- decipher from what's the quackery and what's not. Right. But yet, I don't see anything with homeopathy that tells me that this is quackery when it's based on so much science. Well, and also there is an article, I think, in Experimental Toxicology in 1994, and it was written by, uh, I think, six or seven authors, and one of them is Dr. Wayne Jonas. Mm-hmm. And he was the medical director of the Office of Alternative Medicine at the NIH. And they were talking about using serially agitated solutions, which is what we use, HVS Labs uses, and, you know, it's kind of polypharmacy uh, of homeopathics in a bottle, um, and seeing which study held up to rigorous scientific criticism and how the outcomes turned out. And it turns out in this article that four out of five of the outcomes prove positive results from using serial agitated dilutions with no side effects. Now, what drug gets that kind of press? No. Four out of five were positive with no side effects. That was huge. I would read it over and over and over again, this really serious scientific, you know, paper, thinking, how come nobody knows about this in this country? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they can't patent it. That's the problem. (laughs) If you can't, if you can't patent it, there's a problem. So has your dad embraced your, your work style lifestyle? Yeah, he didn't at first. I mean, he was, well, and also when I said, it looks like, you know, my, my son has um, autism and he didn't want to embrace that because that was such a rare disorder. He thought that I was being crazy, you know, with this kind of, even though I was getting a diagnosis from a, a neuropsychologist. Um, and then I did this program and I was sort of filling him in a little bit and he was real quiet over the phone. And then I just, it just got too uncomfortable with me saying, you know, I think that this is all related to toxins. I don't think this is necessarily a genetic problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you know, and, and then I, to tell you the truth, Betsy, I wasn't even sure what I was doing. It was later that I found out it was homeopathy. I was oh. talking to somebody and they're like, well, that's homeopathy. No, no, it's called homeovitics. They're like, no, no, it's the same thing. It's homeopathy. And I'm thinking, I can't believe I've been doing homeopathy all this time. That stuff doesn't work. 
it was too late. You know, right. he was already on his way, and all of my lab work was coming back better and better and better. Yes. Yeah. Proving that it was definitely working. So um, then my father would see my son and see him improve and improve and improve and improve, and now my dad refers people to me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And you, what a gift your son was to so many people now that, that because you're doing a lot and uh, I know we're going to be going to break soon but can you talk a little bit about what you've what, your center in New York yeah um, what I really want to do is I want to put together I mean the problem with what I'm finding still is that I'm the last stop you know a lot of MDs will refer people to me and nutritionists and whatever after the biochemical model didn't work for that child right and you know, I'm hoping, and I and I always wish that my son who got this, we found this therapy when he was five, I always wish we did it at two. Sure. And, and that's what a lot of the parents come back to me with. You know, I have the eight-year-old, we start them, and they say the only regret is I wish we found you earlier. I know, my son didn't start till nine, so I, oh, I definitely wow. have my regrets, so I understand that. But it's frustrating because I've been out there, but I just didn't know how to get the word out there. And I'll get, I got a 16-year-old a couple months ago who was just adorable, and he's almost my son's age, and I think... I, didn't, I couldn't get to you. I couldn't get to you fast yeah. enough. And he's doing great, but it's so much harder at 16 than it is at 5, than it is at 2, than it is, you know, is at 9 right. years old. So, you know, I thought, you know, if I could just be the first stop and have the doctor, have a Dan doctor or a doctor that knows autism do some of the work and we could all work together. He could do um, the lab work. He can uh, talk about supplements. I can start draining and, and um, consult the parents on nutrition and, and consult them on rebuilding their bodies and homotoxicology and then get a chiropractor. I have a great chiropractor here that is wonderful with applied kinesiology and understands homotoxicology and get everybody on the page. And when we get stuck, we'll have four you know heads together that can um you know try to get that kid to where they need to go as as quickly as possible um and so that that was sort of what i conceived and somehow that's all kind of happened we i was working i mean it's funny how things work out i was working with a little boy and um his parents and he was on diflucan for 2 years mm. and the finally the doctor said look we can't keep going like this because I don't know what's going to happen to his liver. Right. And, uh, yeah, so there's the liver again. But And I'm glad that he said something. And so she found me, and she worked with her doctor, and she was able to get him off of the diflucan. And literally within, I would say, nine or ten months, he had completely recovered. I mean, to the point where Stanley, Dr. Stanley Greenspan saw him and said, he's totally recovered. Wow. And, I mean, and, I mean, I'm... That was amazing too to me, Betsy. I mean, I don't yeah. turn around. The kids don't turn around so quickly, but this right. kid did. And um, one of the uh, a parent saw his progress week after week because they would pass each other in the hall when they were seeing an OT. When he brought his daughter for sensory integration, finally he went to the mother and said, "What are you doing?" And then she gave him my number, and I started working with his family. And he said, "If I can get the money together, would you help? You know, put together this center." And I said, absolutely, and that's how it all evolved. So this mother who who has recovered her child, she was worried about having another child. And so we talked about, okay, if all these toxins are transgenerational, we've got to talk about getting the toxins out of you. Okay. Well, let's hit that when we get back because... The buck doesn't stop with the kids, let me tell you. It's, the apple does not far, fall far from the tree is how we should probably put that one. We will get back, and uh, we'll be right back with Mary Coyle and talk more about uh, that piece of it and how we can work to heal ourselves as well as more on her wonderful center there in New York. We'll be right back with Mary Coyle. 
Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Welcome back. And we are talking about homeopathy with Mary Coyle and learning a tremendous amount. I'm really enjoying listening to you talk, Mary, because you explain things very, very, very well. Um, I have to say that Going back into it, we were briefly talking about the whole piece with the parents. Um, my son saved my life, and there's absolutely no question about that. I have a family that is very, very toxic, a tremendous amount of ca- cancer for both parents as well as my siblings. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I was on my way out. Um, I was very, very ill. Wow. After I saw what homeopathy did for my son, and my, my husband refers to the more as vibrational remedies because he does things a little bit different than traditional, mm-hmm. but after what it did for him is when I started to enter the world of it. And um, the, the and, and a lot of other things. It wasn't. I mean, diet to me is obviously a very big piece yeah. of the cure. I mean, I I, I don't want Huge. people to dismiss homeopathy as thinking that this is like a, a one thing and you don't have to do anything else. I mean, right. there's still needs for other pieces in in treatment, but it's it is definitely a holding of of a base. And yeah. I love to see how these beautiful children act as these wonderful canaries in our worlds, and they they take the brunt of the the problems in order to fix the rest of us in the family. Mm-hmm. That's true. Their, their, their um, illness is not in vain when there's people like us that embrace it and we share it with other friends in our family and, our, and, our, and ourselves. Right, right. But so, yeah, I think you brought up a good point. You know, I, I, I see these little kids in a rowboat with a lot of sand in it, and we're always trying to take the sand out of the boat so the boat doesn't sink. And if you're just doing homotoxicology or classical homeopathy, that's like taking, you know, maybe 50 pounds out of the boat, but you need to take 1,000 pounds out. 
and that's going to be diet. The diet can stress that immune system. So you have to look at the things that, you know, are, are putting more sand in the boat. You have to keep taking the sand out. You have to use, you know, organic cleaners. So you, you can't just yes. keep infecting them with all those toxins from the chemical product, cleaning products. You know, you, you always have to be thinking, you know, what can I do to reduce that burden? That's for sure, and, and, and everything from your from your home to to the school to everything that that child comes in contact with, as well as all of us, there are lots of good options out there. I always like to recommend to people. Um, I think a good entry level to understanding your home is the magazine Natural Home and Garden. It's a very mm-hmm. easy read magazine. Lots of good ideas in there, but it's not overkill. It's not something mm-hmm. like Mother Earth, which is a great magazine, but it may be a little too much for people to start looking about at yurts this early in the game but right. the, the you know natural home and garden is just a good way to start learning of little things that you can do at home to start cleaning up your um, environment mhm and you know again with the parents um, they've got to start looking at what's going into their bodies too and what they're breathing what they're absorbing and if and you want to err on the side of caution. Just because the studies aren't out on how all these chemicals and metals are affecting our fetuses in utero, it doesn't mean that they're completely safe. Right. Um, so, you know, you have to look at the aluminum in your um, deodorant. You have to think about that. You have to think about what lotions you're putting on your skin that's being absorbed. You have to think about what, what's going on in your mouth with your amalgams. You have to think about the hair dyes that you're putting on that's being absorbed at the scalp. That's right. Which, by the way, Mary, when you see me at this Autism One, you'll see that I've gone completely gray now. <laughs> you. <I've, laughs> so I'm waiting for kind of like the bomb to drop at this Autism One. It's like, oh, you don't color your hair anymore. I'm like, yeah, well, I got wise to it. Actually, last last I had stopped last May, too, but my hair's longer now, and it looks a lot grayer. But, you know, part of it, too, Mary, is, is you're saying all these things that you start thinking about, it also becomes as you start healing yourself, you feel you, you're more sensitive to the things that bother you. Right. When, when, you're, when you're so tremendously toxic and every little thing you eat brings more toxicity, you, you just it's just a general feeling of ick, and yeah. you don't you you don't even know what good feels like. So when you start to feel good, and those little teeny bits of ick kind of come into your world, mm-hmm. you pay attention to them. Like when I got my hair colored, I'd be like, you know, I don't think the fact that my scalp burns after I get this done is a good thing. There, mm-hmm. there must be something to this, right. and so that you you pay more attention to those, um, and, and you then you want to get better. I mean, because you you know what good feels like, and feeling good is something that I don't even think probably maybe a quarter of the population, if they're lucky, even knows what good feels like. Now, that's a really good point. Um, sometimes I consult with parents and, for instance, I would see two of their um, you know, four- and five-year-old, their siblings that are autistic, and I would say, well, what are you doing about the diet? And they said, oh, we tried the diet and it doesn't work. And I say, you know what? I have a feeling that once we start detoxing the kids, they're yes. going to actually start to react to the food that they're sensitive to. Yes. Right right now, their immune system is probably so stressed with so many other things. It's like an, putting in something that they're sensitive to as far as the, the diet isn't going to make any impact. Right. And... Um, also, uh, the, this is not uncommon, the same, and this happened to my son. He was very, very sick when he was little. I mean, he would get the vac- vaccine and he would run the 105 fever and we'd give him Motrin. Then he would try to blow out whatever bacteria was and he got an ear infection and we would give him antibiotics. 
And so between the antibiotics and the vaccines, um, he had a lot of diarrhea, he had a lot of fevers, and we kept using antibiotics and Motrin. And then when he hit about two and a half, three, he never got sick, never, ever got sick. And so we went to the pediatrician. They said, well, what are you complaining about? You know, he, right. he used to be sick all the time, and now he's not sick. But I said, he's also not talking. He also doesn't look good. Right. Um, he never had to wear sunscreen because he never tanned or burned. He never had earwax. He never had a runny nose, and he never got a fever. Right when we started doing the detoxification program, all that changed. He was blowing stuff out like you wouldn't believe. And so I think that, you know, it's like getting up and a freight train hits you, and you try to get up again and a freight train hits you. You try to get up again and a freight train hits you. At one point, you're not going to get up anymore. And I think that's what his immune system was telling us. So when you do a homeopathic detoxification program, you have to alert the parents on what are you looking for. You know, with low-functioning kids, I want... A lot of, you know, I want them to report back to me that they're seeing some diarrhea. I want to see some skin eruptions. I want to see a goopy yeah. nose. You know, I want to hear about, you know, a fever coming up. Um, those are the things that the immune, it means that your immune system is fighting back. You're always fighting right. for homeostasis. And, um, and that's what I'm finding gets you better. You just, you unblock that flow system and you start moving it all out. And I want to comment on that, Mary, but I want to make sure before the show ends that you get your website out. Can you let everybody know what your website is? I can, but it's not up yet. Oh, okay, sorry. You can email me at, uh, okay, good. at wellnessny at aol.com. So it's wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, and N-Y, like New York, at aol.com. Okay, good. Yeah, going back to um, what you're just talking about, the very first uh, um, homeopathic that I gave Joey was for protozoa parasites. Mm-hmm. And within 20 minutes, his whole stomach broke out. Wow. And I'm like, well, wait a second. This is supposed to be water, isn't it? It's supposed to be water. Why would it be breaking out? Like, well, you're killing the parasites, and they need a way to escape. Mm-hmm. I said, you, you've got to be kidding me. That's coming out of his stomach? Well, it, it was... It, you know, it's that whole Doubting Thomas thing. Uh, not that it was a good thing to happen, but it certainly told me that there was something to the fact that right. even though it was just water, there was something that it was reacting, it was making it react. And um, that ever since then, I, you know, I was obviously very convinced. And I've seen, I, you're, you're exactly right, stools are going to need, especially with drainage, when you start with something like drainage, mm-hmm. you, you better be having some smelly, icky, tarry type stools. Right. Because that's what's got to be coming out. That's right, because ultimately you want everything to come out into the colon and to move it out through the stools, because if the colon's blocked, then you could potentially get reuptake at the small intestine, and then you're going to get it into, then it has to come out in the skin, and it comes out in the sinuses, and it comes out in a, in a sore throat, and it just makes the healing crisis that much more, you know, aggravating. So the the more the channels are open, that's why a, a homeopathic detox program is very, very deep. It's intracellular. Um, I found it's much deeper than um, when I was looking at chelation. Um, with my son, I mean, we would do the homeopathic heavy metal detox. He probably did eight bottles of it. And let me tell you, the metals were just pouring out of him month after month after month. It took a long time for those numbers to start to go down. Sure, sure. Really, really deep. So you want to make sure that the channels are open and that the body's able to drain all that, you know, garbage out. Great information. Mary, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for Everybody, having me. please be sure to see Mary at the Office of One Conference. She'll be speaking on bioenergetic therapies, a new revolution in healing. You won't want to miss her lecture there. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 
the Sensory Learning Center, would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.